Welcome to the Do Life Better podcast, where we believe that you get to create who you have been and who you become, and that it's often the smallest changes and actions that make the biggest difference. I'm your host, Dave Jorner, and each week I will bring you the best guests, tips, and messages to inspire and help you and me do life even better. Thank you for joining me today. Now, let's get started. Hi friends, and thank you for choosing to spend some time with me again today, and we are back for part two of the interview with Dr. Jenny Brockers, and hopefully you really enjoyed that first episode where we went on to talk about the first key area of the things that you can do to really help create that smarter, sharper thinking for you. And this time we go into that second part of the conversation and we pick it up now as she goes on to talk about the other two areas, again, to help you with your smarter, sharper thinking. And yes, that's right. There is a type of stress that is quite healthy for you. So we talk about that. She speaks more on how to optimize your focus, how your smarter, sharper thinking can help others, the importance of trust and authenticity, the power of curiosity, and the impact of a good night's sleep. She also gives us her challenge for the week, and this one is a good one, so make sure that you hang around to check out her challenge for this week. And of course, please make sure you share it on social media. Tag Dr. Jenny Brockus, that's at Dr. Jenny Brockus, and tag me in as well. And for now, please enjoy the second half of the chat with Dr. Jenny Brockus. So in terms then of operating in a high-performance brain. That's the part two in the Future Brain edition. Yes. That in there are things like focus, mindset, healthy stress, and mindfulness. Yes. In terms mm-hmm. of those areas, what's some of the substantial differences we can make in our own lives and for our brain health and our focus, having that smarter, sharper brain if we focus yeah. on those areas? I think with the mindfulness piece, it's about understanding that we can – regulate our emotions better because, you know, it's normal to have full spectrum of emotion. Mm. And some people say, oh, we should only choose to be happy. Well, no, life's not like that. I think it's understanding that life is full of different emotion and it's knowing how to handle the negative aspects, you know, when you're feeling really sad or angry or whatever. Mm. Uh, It's knowing that it's normal to experience that. Mm. But it's the understanding, too, that you can manage your emotions so that you don't end up saying something or doing something that you might regret later on and feel calmer in yourself. So I think the mindfulness piece can really help people to know that, yeah, I'm actually in charge. I don't have to just react. Um, I can choose to step back and get better at managing my response which, which makes us feel better because we feel like we're still in control. It's that feeling of loss of control, which I think is really quite scary sometimes. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And we start, when we lose that control, we get angry at ourselves for losing the control and it just, yeah, that's right. all the emotions keep piling up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So you yeah. also mentioned healthy stress. Yes. And yes. that's not a term that we often hear about, healthy stress. Is that about looking at stressful situations as being a challenge instead yeah. of a threat? It's 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 definitely that, and see, and, and understanding that we have evolved to deal with stress very well mm-hmm. because we need a bit of stress 
which is basically noticing that there's a change going on in our environment around us. Oh, there's something going on here and it stimulates a stress response. And, and stress can be very helpful to us. Mm. It actually boosts our performance. As soon as the class teacher says, guess what, guys? We're having a little test on Thursday. Everybody goes, <gasps> and the stress levels rise. But you know what? You're probably more likely to go home at night and think, I better do a little bit of revision for that test in order to pass it. So we need that little bit of a boost. It's a positive boost to lift performance and to have that little zing of excitement and anticipation of, oh, this is good. This is going to be really great. Mm. Not the test necessarily, but, you know, <laughs> the good stresses um, because it's that sort of trying something new for the first time it, it can give you butterflies it's like when you learn a skill such as having to stand up and speak in front of people which you know, people are often terrified of but uh if you see that as a stress which is preparing you oh no that tummy churning slightly sick feeling and you, you think well hang on this is just my body getting me ready to step up to that challenge and be and able to deal with it it's all of a sudden oh now I'm much more capable mm. of rising to the challenge and and doing it and doing it well. So healthy stress is the balance and recognizing that we all have a tipping point. And you know, a little bit of stress is useful, mm. but if it's getting to that tipping point where it's all too much, it's about knowing what helps you to stay lower down in the healthy stress zone. So this is about what you do on a regular basis to help you stay more relaxed and chilled out. And for some people it'll be music, for some people it will be going for a run. We can do all sorts of things just to help ourselves, just to dampen down that sort of oh, feeling. <laughs> so we get better at it. So that when something really big comes along, we're much better prepared and we can handle it more effectively. Mm, absolutely. And as you said, we do perform at our best when that level of stress or challenge. It sharpens us. It really yeah. sharpens yeah. 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 Absolutely. Thank you. So, okay, so then that, that last section, oh, was there anything else that would be really beneficial for us to know about that, the second part about operating a high-performance brain? I think we need to give ourselves a bit of slack in how we expect ourselves to perform well because sometimes I think the drive is that we just got to keep doing it hard mm. all the time and we're not designed to work like that we we do need that sort of work hard then rest approach uh I, I call these the rest periods brain breaks where we just need to take time out just to not focus hard on stuff because we're not designed to to have a long time to focus so I think it's about playing the game working hard and then chilling out in between and taking regular time out just to be yourself, be with friends, have a bit of fun. Yeah, I've been working on that a lot this week. I have the luxury of working from home all week, um, and so I have no programs this week. And so I've, I've really tried that a lot to have blocked out focus time. Where yeah. like, and it's – governed by the time of day so and this is another thing you mentioned as well about have meetings in um b and c class thinking time instead of yes. your, your, yes. Mac, your, your yes. optimal thinking yes. time as well yes. Yes. Um, so my optimal creative time is the morning and so i'll go to a coffee shop and then just focus on one task and be highly productive and creative yes. in that time frame then it's kind of like yes. my body and brain knows when it's time to leave <laughs> 
<laughs> when, I, when I get that feeling, even if I'm not finished that task, if yeah. I get that, that feeling, it's kind of like a restlessness and my brain's yeah. just had enough. I'll just shut the laptop and just go. I've, I found myself being highly productive because I'm having a lot of blocked out creative and productive time, but also a good amount of rest time as well. So I might watch a couple of comedy episodes of something while I'm having lunch, have a, have a nap, an early afternoon nap, um, yeah. play with the dog, those, those types of things. Yeah. So, And yeah. it's been really nice not feeling guilty about that for a change. <laughs> That's right. We make us, we're so guilty about so many things, aren't we? Yeah. I think it's actually we do ourselves a huge service by allocating time out just to have unstructured thoughts or, or playtime mm, mm. because it, it it really helps us to not just relax, but it makes us more interesting because we're more likely to come up with an idea or an insight or be more creative. And the other thing I think is really important is to just allow a little bit of space in our day to think. Yeah. And that sounds a bit odd, but we're so busy doing all our stuff, we forget that, the planning piece, the reflection piece is critical to know that we're actually planning to do the right work. So it's mm-hmm. helpful. You don't mm-hmm. want to spend all that time doing work and then, but, oh, I did the wrong stuff. Oops. Um, so in a, it's just a 10 to 15-minute period where you just sit on your own and just think things through. Am I on track? Am I doing things okay? Do I need some extra help? What extra resources do I need? Who else do I need to speak to about this? And it's that sort of little internal chat that we have Mm. keeps us on track and helps us to know what we need to do next. That's it. And even when I'm having a complete break, like, again, watching the show of something or or patting my dog, by the way, Bailey is now starting to whinge. He must have heard me refer to him. Oh. <laughs> um, but he'll be right. Um, so, and even if I'm sitting down doing some mindfulness or something, it's, it's in those quieter, non-structured times that sometimes the answers come. Yes. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It's yeah. quite surprising. My, my dog walking time, I should, maybe we shouldn't be talking about dogs, <laughs> but my dog walking time is often the time I come up with that next thought or idea of, oh, I'd really like to investigate what I could be doing in terms of a new workshop or uh, something to add into a keynote that I'm, I'm delivering next week or something like that. It's, it's really interesting how it happens and it just sort of slides in and you think, oh, that little thought just arrived, it's great. Mm, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm loving being more productive by having more breaks. Yes. It doesn't yes, sound it, right, but it's been it working the trick. Right, but, it, but it does work. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so, oh, Bailey's getting louder now. That's okay. Um, so, with the, so we've spoken about the body and the mind side of things. How about when we come then to using our brain, being smarter, sharper thinking for other people? What yeah. are those key areas there? I think it's about understanding uh, how to create more meaningful conversations, Mm -hmm. how we communicate with each other is so important. Uh, And it's it's when we don't that things go horribly wrong. People misinterpret, misunderstand what we were trying to explain to them and then they get upset and then you get upset and it all goes bleh. Um, So it's understanding how how brain-wise we react to something new or a different conversation every time our brain is deciding is this a safe place for me to happen around in mm-hmm. or should i be looking for the nearest exit and that happens in just a split second so as soon as we're talking about something or doing something different your brain's deciding 
danger or safe? Should I stay mm, or should mm, I go? Mm. And to to keep people working together, thinking together, aligned in in what we're talking about, it's understanding that you have to establish trust. And you can only do that if you're demonstrating your trustworthy behavior and trust and know that you can trust yourself. How can we possibly expect somebody else to trust us if we don't trust our own? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So yes. establishing trust, uh, it's about looking for commonality in the other person because um, quite often we're with people and we're, we're so quick to pass judgment because they remind us of somebody else. We met someone else and maybe we didn't like them or whatever, but we pass judgment in a moment and it may be completely false that judgment but of course it gets a bit stuck and it's about just say okay maybe I don't get on so well with this particular person and 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 it's normal not to like everybody and not everybody's going to like us but it's it's sometimes we can find that point of commonality you share a common interest in a sport or in music or something or you know somebody else oh you know so and so oh right oh they're a good person and it's all about looking for that point of contact that keeps you together if that makes sense Mm -hmm. and it's about always being fair in how you you operate with other people. If you are seen as being a fair and consistent person in everything that you do, you will be rewarded in spades because, and this is particularly important for teachers actually, (laughs) 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 because everybody's eyes are on the teacher. Mm. And uh, if the teacher comes across as someone who is fair and consistent in all their dealings with every single student, then when they're introducing a, a topic or an idea that isn't going to get everybody excited and on board straight away, because they are known as a fair and consistent person, people will be much more willing to listen to them yeah, to start yeah. off with and take it on board. They may not agree straight away, but they're much more willing to say, okay, you can you can talk to me about it. Whereas if they haven't got that in place, it's like talk to the hand, not listening. Mm, Don't absolutely. go there. And this idea of authenticity is one of the key areas for emotionally intelligent leadership as well. Mm. So for any leader, yeah. for a presenter, yeah. for a leader in any workplace, to be able to have that authenticity, to show that empathy and create the relationship with the people in your team, yes. but then also to act in line um, with those values and, and to yes. show, again, your authenticity yeah. really does help to create buy-in for people, even in the face of bad news yeah. or you know, difficult times ahead or asking someone to do a task that they don't want to do, like you get in the classroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. If there's that relationship there and they're coming from that place of authenticity, then it's a lot easier to create that sense of buy-in and togetherness. Yeah, there. and I think it's it's having that sense that somebody cares. Mm. Care is so important. Yeah. Yep. If, if we feel somebody cares about us, we've got that that stronger bond in place. Mm-hmm. And it's exactly what you just said. If we know that somebody cares and we, we feel cared for, then the relationship will allow us to do those things that we otherwise might pull away from. So, so important. Yeah. And I love how um, these 12 key areas come together to help you create that smarter, sharper thinking to look after your brain. I like the two different titles, by the way, the, the original one, future brain, because it is the things that you do right now help you create that um, healthier brain. 
that yes. will keep you more effective and have a longer, happier life into the future. Yes. And then also it helps you be smarter and sharper right here and right, right now. So in again, here and now. <laughs> yeah, so these daily routines yeah. help you now and yeah. then also help yeah. to set you up for the future. And again, I love how it's more than just what we would naturally think about. You know, like just that idea about again, like curiosity as well. Um, mm-hmm. The way that we collaborate with other people helps you helps your brain health because of the stress and so on. Also, it helps create yeah. the curiosity for the learning, for um, neuroplasticity, for so many different things with your brain health. Also, and so before we wrap up, then is there anything that we haven't mentioned that apart from go buy the book and read it three times and make <laughs> lots of notes? <laughs> is there anything else that you think our listeners would really benefit from? Not really. I think we've covered off an awful lot of things, and and then and there there is a lot to cover off because, like you say, there's twelve keys. Yes, that's so right. <laughs> trying to squeeze it all into a, a brief podcast is quite a challenge. Yeah. But I yeah. think I think it's 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 the curiosity piece, and know that you can you can change your mind. You can train your brain to change your mind because we do have this marvelous plastic brain. And then I think the understanding that brain health isn't something that we should think about just as we get older. It is absolutely critical at every age because of the benefits it provides us for the here and now while future-proofing us as well. That's right. It's not like superannuation that only comes in handy when you retire. (laughs) (laughs) It's about your piggy bank every single day. yeah. So, yeah, and as you said, it is uh, acknowledging that we did have to gloss over many areas of the book, but, again, hopefully we've been able to pick out some of the key critical things. Awesome. I think we did. I think we did. So if our listeners would like to get in contact with you, I know that you run some programs as well. What would be the best yes. way for them to reach out? Uh, they can either go through my website, which is simply drjennybrockis.com, DR for doctor, mm-hmm. or they can email me at jenny at drjennybrockis.com. That's mm-hmm. probably the easiest way. Okay. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Thank you. That'd be perfect. Thank you. Excellent. So I like to finish every episode by asking our guests two different questions. And one of the things I like about this is every guest comes from their own particular area of expertise and have their own passion and their own outlook on life. So for you, Jenny, what does the idea of doing life better, what's that mean for you? For me, it's about, it is the curiosity piece, but it's that sort of what new thing can I learn? Mm. It's, it's always asking that question and reflecting on what I have learned, what can I get better at? Mm-hmm. And the third piece of that is how is this going to be helpful to someone else? Nice one. Not just building up yourself, but also no, no, then no. using is, that to give back. What, what can this do to help someone else? Yeah. Mm. Fantastic. Thank you. So then with that, if you could give our listeners one challenge for the week, one thing they can do <laughs> this week to help them. To... I've got 12. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Let's hear them. So, so what would be the one or 12 things that you would like our listeners to do this week to help them do their life even better? Okay. First thing is I'd love them to be more active physically mm-hmm. and I'd love them to do something for 10 minutes every day that involves them being more physically active. I'd like to set them a sleep challenge mm-hmm. um, because it's well recognised that many of us are chronically sleep deprived and that's not good for brain health and function. So my challenge is for everybody to go to bed 20 minutes earlier than they would normally mm-hmm. for 21 days. 21 and just sit, days, yep. Yeah. It's a 21-day challenge to go to bed 20 minutes earlier and see what difference that makes to their mood and their thinking skills. 
nice. And the 21 days to make it a habit, is that? And that's to help start to create the habit. It may not be a fixed habit by 21 days. And and along with that, uh, to choose to switch off from their digital technology for 20 minutes a day as well. doesn't matter when or how they do it. Just find the off button, switch it off just for 20 minutes and just enjoy being without it. Excellent. Thank you. I'm going to work on those myself this week and for the 21 days. <laughs> and and just to check also, the minimum amount of sleep, seven and a half hours per night, is that right? For an adult, it's seven to eight hours of good okay. quality sleep. But the amount of sleep required for uh, the younger generation is different. And teenagers need between nine and 11. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I can see by the look on your face, you're thinking, oh, seriously? And I'm serious. Yeah, yeah, teenagers' brains are undergoing massive change and uh, it's been shown they actually need more sleep. And, of course, mm. their sleep cycle changes, so they want to stay up later but also sleep in in the morning. And that's that's normal, but it's difficult yeah. to fit in with the regular school day. And, interestingly, there are now schools starting to introduce the idea, well, let's have high school start at a later time of day because it coincides when the teenagers are actually going to be awake. Wow. So next week I'm running a whole week of Year 12 programs, two different schools back-to-back, and there's no Mm -hmm. way. There's no way they're going to get anywhere near nine hours sleep. I mean, if they're lucky, geez, because they stay up in their rooms and they talk and all that, if they're lucky, they probably get six. Exactly, and and unfortunately, that's that's not good for us uh, right. from a brain health perspective, or to be able to think really well. So, you know, the old way of you know you've got to work hard and revise all night long, and blah, blah, blah. it's it's the worst thing we can do for ourselves. We're actually much better off to get the amount of sleep we do need. And if if they are only getting six, by the way, uh, not to expect them immediately leap to nine. That's not going to happen. No. But that's why the sleep challenge of going to bed a little tiny bit earlier, that 20 minutes, can mm. start to demonstrate that positive impact. So it's easier then to say, oh, actually, I do feel a bit better if I have a bit more sleep. And, of course, when you feel the benefit, that motivates you to, to want to continue and, and do it a bit longer. So, And, and I think all the studies have shown that the, the, the top students do manage to get that balance in place where they are able to – do really you know, intense, focused work, but then take time out and get enough sleep. Mm. It's not always easy, but it no, can be done. Absolutely. <laughs> Even just finishing off my parenting tasks of a night time, getting the boys to sleep, cleaning the house, getting things ready for the next day, and then I look at the clock and go, I need to go to bed right now to get my sleep in. Yes. I need to wind down yet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> wow, it's a good challenge. It's a very it a good challenge. challenge. Thank yeah. you. Uh, Jenny, I really appreciate this time with you today. As I said at the very start, it has been a real treat for me. You know, since picking up your book three years ago, reading it so many times, uh, it has really equipped me to do, again, my own life even better in so many different areas. It is a lot of the points that you make in this book are front of mind for me regularly like the types of food i should be eating like the whole um, mediterranean style diet exercising every day all that type of thing so it's helping me 
um, with my own internal locus of control to improve my brain health now and not just my brain health but my effectiveness in my life and my relationships. Um, it also helped to equip me in the conversations I have with students around the country, um, in my own sons as well. And so if it's done that for me, it's got to have had a massive impact for many other people around Australia, around the world who, who've read this book and, and the work that you do. So, Jenny, I want to thank you for the, the contribution that you're giving to a lot of people. Thank you. Out in the community to help them in, increase their smarter, sharper thinking, but also just their effectiveness in everyday mm. life and their overall sense mm. of well-being. So that was a yeah. very long-winded one, Jenny, but thank you very much. <laughs> and I've really enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks, Jenny. Likewise. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there we have it, everyone, and I hope you really enjoyed the second half of the chat with Dr. Jenny Brockers today. And please remember her challenge for the week, and this is something that I've been working on already. First part is be more physically active at least 10 minutes a day. Then go to bed 20 minutes earlier than normal for 21 days and see what difference that makes to your mood and your thinking skills. Now, I've been really mindful of this one. Uh, I slipped into a pretty bad habit of staying up a little bit later. So I'm trying to get to bed earlier myself, 20 minutes, at least 20 minutes earlier a night. And, and it's making some nice difference for me. So give that one a go for, again, 21 days. And then the third part is choose to switch off from your digital technology for 20 minutes. A day. Now, this is also something that I've been working on. Uh, I try to put my phone in the pantry uh, around dinner time and then try not to look at it again until after my sons go to bed. So that's something that I've been working on. I'm not perfect at that one yet, but I'm getting there. So give those ones a go. See how it works out for you. If you did enjoy this episode, please make sure you share on social media. Tag Jenny and myself in. Also, share it with a friend or family member. Someone you know will really benefit from this as well. And of course, again, if you did really enjoy it, make sure you leave a rating and a review and become a subscriber by becoming a subscriber. That way you don't miss out on any future upcoming episode. So for now, all the very best going out there today to do your life even better. Thanks again for listening to the Do Life Better podcast. And have you subscribed yet? By subscribing to this podcast, that enables you to get notifications every single time a new episode is released. In your podcast app, you can find all the show notes for every episode. And if you'd like to get in contact, you can do so via email at hello at projecthatch.com.au. That's hello at projecthatch.com.au. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast, share it with someone you think will benefit from these messages. And now it's time to get out there and do life better.